The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Monday morning to you, October 30th, 7 a.m. Patrick and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you for tuning in on this last week of October. Good morning, Patrick. You know, really, we've only got today and tomorrow, and then October's out of here. That's right, and it's it's my favorite month. I saw a sign yesterday, and it says, it smells like October. And, and <laughs> you know, I, I, that, that pretty well sums it up. So uh, then we'll get into uh, getting ready for Turkey Day, which is also pretty fun, too. And Advent, Christmas, well, it just and starts then rolling. It's New Year's before you know it by then. So anyway, of <laughs> course. already into 2024. <laughs> what? Oh, my goodness. Oh, goodness. No. Yeah, we, we start on Wednesday, November 1st, a holy day of opportunity slash obligation. We're all heading back to church on Wednesday for All Saints Day. And it's a wonderful day. Really a great t- way to kind of uh, look at the uh, church triumphant, the church suffering, and the church militant here on earth all kind of come together all in one big day. It's really quite a celebration that we got going on on Wednesday. We had a big celebration, though, on Friday. We certainly did. I had more people over the weekend come up to me and just say, I was crying. and <laughs> I was like, well, welcome to the party. Yeah, so we all were. And uh, I think we sent David off in grand style. Uh, For sure. I think that we did. Now, in case you missed Friday's show, go to our website, matradayradio.com, the Hail Mary media app. Look up Friday's show. It's listed by date, and it says Grand Farewell as the title for two hours. I mean, there was not a moment of that show. It seemed like that we didn't program for David's retirement and hopefully From the get-go. Yeah, you're yeah. Right. yeah hopefully he's not listening this morning <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to take him a little while to not wake up during the week real early but uh, I mean yeah. almost 17 years you know that he was here and and on the air with you for the last five so yeah you, you know just out of habit he probably woke up at 4 30 anyway <laughs> but go back to bed David. I'll go back to bed yeah like I said in the in one of the recordings I said you know David if you ever feel like maybe you retired a little early yeah set your alarm clock for 4 45 <laughs> in the morning and see how that feels I don't think he'd be complaining much then Especially I, on a cold morning like today. I got up pretty well this morning. It's it's tomorrow I'm kind of worried about. You know, it's like today was that adrenaline. Oh, and, right. And then when it starts to wear off. But this is this is a temporary situation until we find the, the Holy Spirit brings us that right person to be a part of the morning blend. It'll be uh, the two of us. But I love my pillow too much to, to make this permanent, <laughs> Brenda. Okay. Well, fortunately, I, you know, was hired to do this position. And so I look forward to... To whatever the Lord, you know, sets before us. That's all that we can do. Uh, speaking of what is set before me, this weekend I had an opportunity to attend the Harvest Festival and All Saints Parade at Holy Redeemer Church. They had a trunk or treat. I gave away five, I think the bag said 5.7 pounds <laughs> of candy. Whoa. It took me about 15, 20 minutes to get rid of it all. Oh my goodness. There was a parade wow. of littler and bigger saints all dressed up at Holy Redeemer. I had the best time. Any St. Dennis's? 
There were no St. Dennis's. Okay, that's, the, that's uh, my costume to go to. There was a Padre Pio who was oh. very cute, had his little hands wrapped. It was a dead giveaway. And then there was a great brother and sister team, Juan Diego and the Blessed Virgin Mary. He nice. even had the image of, of uh, Our Lady on his, the front of his uh, smock. <laughs> it was fantastic. Uh, and of course, my little Rosemary, my granddaughter, she was the littlest of all saints as St. Therese of Lisieux. So you, we've got to put that picture up on social media. <laughs> that just is adorable. I, I definitely, we got to get Sarah to post that or you post okay. that. We want to share that, 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 I, that will melt your heart. You'll <laughs> it love was it. pretty funny. <laughs> and it's funny because at first I, I did talk about wanting to go last week. And then when the day actually came be, uh, because I was at Mount Angel on Saturday, which was another great event. I thought, no, maybe I'll, I'll just pass this year. And then I saw that picture and I went, Oh, this grandma's not missing a moment, so. <laughs> How could you resist that? <laughs> That's right. Well, we got a great Monday show ahead of us together. Uh, Patrick, what do you got coming up? Big weekend. Uh, celebrate the Seahawks win yesterday. And then World Series Game 3 tonight. So in the sports world, this is that perfect confluence where we get all the sports okay. overlapping. Hockey, uh, NBA, Major League Baseball, World Series, football, college football. It all it comes together. WNBA just wrapped up. I mean, it's like all the sports going all at once. So you, know. you didn't even know where to start first, did no, you? No, no. I, I had to throw a dart. Oh and my speaking God. another sport. Another, there you go. Well, and you know, Dave, uh, Patrick, uh, Portland Public School teachers have until tomorrow mm. to get their contract figured out. If not, by Wednesday, they're going to be on strike. So we'll talk more about that and get you an update. We're going to start things this morning now with Cody Roth. The reason for it all. We are Patrick and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Sleepy eyes, wake up, it's time to face the dawn. Child, rise, peer out, and spread your arms. And embrace this brand new day That cold heart I've all turned away Her eyes search the sky Wondering what will I become And your voice soft and high Don't worry about your life Don't worry about the future Don't worry about the time you spent digging in the dark Don't wonder who you are You're a precious child You are the reason for it all The smallest spark She looks into his eyes Years of all, she must reason why these dreams of a clear blue sky and in hand 
worry about your life Don't worry about your future Don't worry about the time you spend digging in the dark Don't wonder who you are You're a precious child You are the reason for it all You are the reason for it all checking in with Dr. Berger at Holy Family Health, and uh, she is going to be discussing women's health. She'll make a house call next here on the Morning Blend at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Brother Cyril, a Benedictine monk at Mount Angel Abbey, for the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, 
please visit materdayradio.com. A sincere thank you from all of us at Materday Radio for making our recent fall share an inspiring success. We appreciate you uniting with us during this joy-filled event to be changed and revive hearts through Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. We're both humbled and grateful for all of Matrade Radio's benefactors, volunteers, guests, and donors, including Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, Jade Bistro and Patisserie, Catering by Suzanne, Chick-fil-A in Raleigh Hills, the Ladies of Christ the King Parish, St. Cecilia's Prayer Shawl Ministry, and the St. Thomas Aquinas Prayer Shawl Ministry. If you miss Monterey Radio's Fall share Be Changed, you can still join this thankful celebration and make your gift now at MonterreyRadio.com or on the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you again for being a part of our vital mission of leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Monterey Radio. 713 at Monterey Radio. Chilly start to what's going to be a beautiful day. Sunny with a high near 58. Could be a little bit windy with gusts as high as 24 miles an hour this afternoon. Tonight clear, cold again, low about 40. Then the clouds roll in tomorrow. May see some rain for the trick-or-treaters on Wednesday. 40% shot coming up on Wednesday. All right. Well, fortunately, trick-or-treaters, Patrick, they're coming out tomorrow. Oh, that makes sense. (laughs) That does make sense. Absolutely. (laughs) Currently, it is 34 degrees at the Proto-Cathedral of St. James the Greater in Vancouver. And 34 at Holy Redeemer Parish on Rosa Parks in Northeast Portland. Holy Family Catholic Clinic provides medical services across the entire lifespan for men and women, prenatal, all the way to geriatric care. They're committed to the fundamental principles of acknowledging the dignity of each person, the dignity of the vocations of marriage and of parenthood. Now, those values are upheld every day by the practitioners in their women's health services. And joining me this morning to share more is Dr. Kristen Berger, board certified family physician at Holy Family Catholic Clinic. Good morning, Dr. Berger. Thank you so much for joining the show today. Good morning, Brenda. Thank you for this opportunity. We all in the area feel blessed to have Holy Family Catholic Clinic, a clinic that provides the health care that we need, that is so important, but also to have a Christ-led and God-centered facility is all the more important. And I can imagine as a physician to be able to work in that kind of environment is a true blessing. So tell our listeners a little bit about how your life led you to eventually find Holy Family Catholic Clinic to be part of their team. Thank you. Uh, well, I, you know, it's a story I'm, I'm happy to share. And I, you know, I, I hope that it can be a help to someone who might be maybe not in the medical field, in any field, you know, feeling a call to something different um, that might be a little bit scary. <laughs> um, I would say, you know, growing up, I had no idea I wanted to or was being called to medicine at all. But I was you know, I was I was raised in the Catholic faith, and I would say the great focus of um, of that was on service and um, care for the vulnerable, um, really that social justice uh, focus. And so I knew from the a young age that that I that I was that I needed to serve. You know, whatever I've been given, I need to do something with that, um, according to you know, God's purpose and to serve other people. 
Um, but medicine was not really on my radar. Actually, in college, I was drawn towards international development. I really enjoyed learning languages. I learned, enjoyed learning about you know, international affairs and things like that. And I really saw some of the injustice in the world and felt, okay, I'm, I'm called to do something there. So I must need to go into international development. And one of the programs I applied to for graduate school very wisely said, you know, you're a great student, but you should go and spend some time in a developing country if you want to go into international development. And I ended up volunteering with a wonderful organization that runs children's homes around the um, Central and South America. And I ended up working in Haiti uh, for a year. And as God often does, he surprised me (laughs) by showing me that he had something a little different in mind. One part of the mission at that countryside was a children's hospital. And then the, the priest, Father Rick Frechette, oversaw that part of the mission. And he allowed me to go and accompany him on some of those visits. And I realized I was being called to serve in this particular way of, of providing medical care. I thought at the time I was being called to provide medical care in a foreign country. You know, like really, I was going to mm-hmm. go back. I was going to go back home and learn to be a doctor. And this would allow me to go and, you know, go on mission somewhere in the world. So that, that brought me back home to Portland. And during that time, I met my husband. And so clearly I was being called also towards marriage and family. And it became kind of obvious over the course of my medical studies that I was not being called to go work abroad. But there's so much need here in the United States. Um, but I would say what never really felt right was this balance of how am I Catholic and practicing medicine with some of the Catholic teachings that I would say I didn't, I hadn't really grasped the full, the full meaning of them and the reasons for them and how important they were. Dr. Berger, thank you so much for sharing with that. And what is standing out to me in hearing you talk about these ideas for your life and these dreams that what I recognize is that you, in no matter what you felt like you wanted to do, very much open to the Holy Spirit. Do you feel like through all of your education that you can see the hand of God working through the Holy Spirit that's guided you to the Holy Family Catholic Clinic? And how is that allowing you to fully immerse yourself in your faith and in your medical practice? Well, absolutely. And it's it's one of those things, and I, I hope that I hope that everyone has a chance when they look back to see kind of all of the threads that that are woven together and all of the little ways that God acted and the Holy Spirit nudged us here and there that at the time didn't add up to what it eventually would, right? You know, it would be, you know, the example of, a, you know, a faithful classmate, um, a situation that was difficult in medicine, you know, seeing a, a, some of the effects of uh, something that was done wrong hearing an interview on Modern Day Radio. I mean, your work, uh, the work of Modern Day Radio, it's made a huge impact on my faith journey, the faith journey of my husband. Um, It's really blessed our family. So there were a lot of pieces. I would say one of the struggles that I, that I had was, um, and and I I suppose this is just part of the human condition, is that that struggle against uh, the pride of feeling like, well, I can, I can know better, right? Um, and especially, you know, when you study something like medicine, there's a lot of science, there's a lot of um, a lot of insight into this, you know, glorious creation that surrounds us. But sometimes there can be a pride with that. 
And for me, the big stumbling point was the question of how to address contraception. It's such a part of the world we live in. And um, it was not something that I would say was particularly well taught to me in terms of the why. I My impression had always been that the pro- problem with contraception is that many of the methods might cause early abortions. And, um, you know, and what I was hearing in my training was that that wasn't the case. And then as I started to understand more the reason why contraception is not permitted by the church, it became harder and harder to just, you know, put that aside. Um, I remember a particular talk, and I think I was just given this CD at a conference I went to, but it was by Jason Everett, and he talked about natural law. I think that's one of the things that made it easy for me to hear, because I, you know, it was really talking about, here, we're just talking about reality. This is, this is the world the way it is, and that the union of a man and woman makes a baby, right? Mm-hmm. And so that the nature of that, that's the natural outcome of that, right? And so if you engage in that without the intention to be open to that possibility of that outcome, um, you're really kind of lying with your body. And that somehow kind of broke through. And I started to see, and, and, you know, through different interviews I was listening to and different people's, you know, stories and journeys to see that inseparable bond that uh, Pope Paul VI talks about in Humanae Vitae and how fundamental that is to us and how that images God, too, and how that mm-hmm. gets to the very core of how, how we relate to God. Right. If, you know, this gift that we've been given that images his, the, the Trinity and his creative love so perfectly. So my husband and I took the course that Northwest Family Services offers here in the Portland area, um, the Simta Pro course, and thank God for them. Like they've been here for years offering this at a time when I think it's just not very well known, you know, that, mm-hmm. that, that, you know, real family planning is available. And I was blown away. Brenda, I was blown away by the change that this had in my life, in my husband's life, in our marriage, in our family. It just, my husband, I was not raised religious and he, had been kind of interested from a distance, you know, coming to church with me, but kind of interested from a distance about the faith. And I think there's something about using a natural method that allows you to accept your body and the gift of fertility for what it is that's just so healing to all those wounds that keep us from progressing, you know, in our spiritual journey. And I think it was about two years later that he came into the church. Oh, amen. Praise God. Thank you so much for sharing that part of your life and your marriage. Dr. Berger, I want to continue to talking to you because there is more. We haven't even scratched the surface of your services, too, that you offer people in the area. I'm already coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in the next half hour? I would love to. Thank you. 723 at Matra Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And we are concerned about your health. We want you to be, you know, the, the, the body is a temple, right, Brenda? Sure. So if you're looking for some good health tips, we have got them on the Hail Mary Media app. You may not know this, but there's a section of the app called The Bridge. And we have got the show Dr. Doctor, which we air on mm-hmm. Saturdays. Well, we've got the full complement of Dr. Doctor episodes right there on the app. So you don't have 
have to wait till Saturday. You can access that health information. Really good stuff. It's helped me a lot, helped me get uh, a little bit healthier, and it can do the same for you. So download the Hail Mary Media app. Details online at matradayradio.com or wherever you get your favorite apps. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Romans 4.21 assures us that whatever God has promised, He is able to perform. St. Peter Catholic Church in Newburgh is fulfilling the promise with its challenging campaign to build a new church to accommodate large growth with more space for worship, sacramental life, service, faith formation, testimony, and solace. See the new church design and learn more at stpeternewburgor.org. That's stpeternewburgor.org. And join us in fulfilling the promise. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, Western Oregon and Southwest Washington's number one Catholic morning show. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio. 726 at Mater Day Radio with Pat and Brenda. And up ahead, well, they're morning in Maine. And uh, Bishop Robert Dealey led a mass over the weekend. We'll, we'll update you on that. And Portland Public School teachers, well, you've got till tomorrow to get a new contract signed. If not... By Wednesday, they're going to be on strike. I'll have that update for you, too, coming up in the news. Here is Danielle Noonan, The Road Less Traveled. And we are Patrick and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
Radio, that's Daniel Noonan and The Road Less Traveled. It's 7.30. And in your news this morning, at the Senate on Synodality's closing mass, Pope Francis said that God's love cannot be confined to our own agenda and that those who truly want to reform the Catholic Church should follow Jesus' greatest commandment to adore God and love others with his love. Pope Francis says we may have plenty of good ideas on how to reform the church, but let us remember to adore God and to love our brothers and sisters with his love. That is the great and perennial reform. The Pope underlined that worship of Jesus in the tabernacle in every diocese, in every parish, in every community is necessary in the struggle against all types of idolatry in today's world. The Pope's homily marked the closing of the months-long 2023 Synod on Synodality Assembly, where 365 delegates discussed and voted on more than 80 proposals for how to become a more synodal church. About 5,000 people attended the closing Mass for the Synod. According to the Vatican, the Mass concluded with a congregation singing the Marian hymn, Salve Regina. Evil is part of the world in which we live. It's how we deal with it that's important. So said Bishop Robert P. Dealey of Portland, Maine, during a Mass this weekend in Lewiston, Maine. Bishop Dealey made his comments during his homily while he celebrated evening Mass in the Adoration Chapel of Holy Cross Church in Lewiston, two days after 18 people were shot and killed during a shooting spree within the city. During the Mass, prayers were offered for those who lost loved ones in the tragedy that God would comfort them hold them in his hand, and bring them strength and hope. It's been a very difficult time, I know, for all of you, according to Bishop Dealey, and we're reminded in the Eucharist that, of course, the Lord is with us. Catholic Community Services of Lane County is opening a new office for its expanding refugee and immigrant services program this month. Located in Eugene with easy access to the city's library and public transportation, the space opened October 27th to accommodate a staff that has doubled in size over the last 12 months. In a press release, CCS said this new office and goals for the year make its upcoming Welcoming Our New Neighbors fundraiser the most crucial in its history. The annual Refugee, Asylum Seeker, and Immigrant-focused event will be held on November, 17th, uh, November 16th at St. Mary's Episcopal Church. Starting at 6 o'clock p.m., it will feature international cuisine, music, and inspiring stories. Now, R.S. 
RISP Director Christine Zeller-Powell said the Welcoming Our New Neighbor fundraiser is very important in terms of helping them serve more individuals and fill in funding gaps. Vancouver police are seeking assistance from the public in identifying the people involved in a physical disturbance where a man forced a woman into a car on Sunday. Vancouver police say they responded to the disturbance in the area of South Lisa Road and Highway 14 and that the vehicle left the scene before officers arrived. However, the incident was captured on camera by nearby residents. Photo shows what appears to be a male and female involved with a white Ford Mustang. Dealer plates displaying the word power, according to police. If anyone has information concerning the identity of the involved people or vehicle, they're urged to contact the Vancouver Police Department. Meanwhile, the suspect wanted in connection with an assault and vehicle theft in Seaside that led to a high-speed police chase along Highway 26 has been identified as Isaiah Thompson, 18, of Clatsop County. Thompson is suspected of an assault and vehicle theft that happened on Friday and led police on a 100-mile-an-hour high-speed chase all the way into Glencoe Road in Hillsboro, where he crashed the car, and he's still at large. According to officials, he ran from the scene, and uh, they think he is in Portland. More than a 1,000 Portland teachers and supporters marched through downtown Portland on Saturday morning in an effort to push Portland public schools closer to a deal. A teacher strike is scheduled to begin Wednesday, but deal is not reached. The teachers want more planning time in their week so that they can work on lesson plans, grading, communicating with parents, and completing other tasks that they can't do while teaching students. Smaller classrooms also a sticking point. Now, compensation is also a key issue for both sides, though some progress has been made. The union wants to increase salaries for teachers by 8.5% this year, 5.5% next year, and 5% for the third deal. Third year. While some parents join in the march in support of teachers, parents of disabled students are concerned a strike could greatly affect their children's education. Both Portland Public Schools and the Teachers Union said they don't know how long a strike could last. They plan to continue mediation today and tomorrow. Did you catch the Seahawks games yesterday? I did not. I was out handing out candy to little Saints. So it was throwback uniforms. And, and I promise you, the way they did it, you would, you know, if you didn't know any better, you would swear they were back in the kingdom. Oh, nice. It was nice. the field, everything, the jerseys. The logo, too, I, mean, I, I was heard. Like, I was like, when's Steve Larcher going to make a catch? <laughs> but but it was a great game as well. And Seattle's Jamal Adams forced an interception, went off of his helmet with a minute 57 remaining. Five plays later, it was Geno Smith with a quick screen to Jackson Smith, Najigba for a nine-yard touchdown, 38 seconds left in the game, and the Seahawks came out on top 24-20 over the Cleveland Browns yesterday and throwback Sunday at Lumen Field. Seattle blew a 14-point lead early, but now they improved to 5-2 and two on the season, and they're in first place first because place. the Niners lost to the Bengals. All right. Yeah, Monday Night Football tonight has Detroit hosting Las Vegas, and uh, the Lions are a 7.5-point pick. Also, World Series Game 3 tonight in Phoenix, tied up at one game apiece. 
if you saw Friday night's game, boy, the drama. I mean, the Rangers really? came back and won an extra innings. And then Saturday, uh, the, the Diamondbacks just blew them out, 9-1. to one. So who knows what's going to happen tonight. But old Max Scherzer is back on the mound for the Rangers tonight. He's, uh, I think it's his fourth World Series game he has pitched. Uh, so he's the veteran against Brandon Fatt, who's having a great uh, postseason. Kind of rough in the regular season, but he's caught fire here in the postseason when it counts. So he'll be on the bump tonight for the Diamondbacks. Uh, do you have a preference as to who wins? I mean, since your Astros are out, do you just go to the next Texas team? No, or? <laughs> no, I do it not. doesn't work that no, way. huh? No, it does not work that way. Uh, baseball season's over as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> the popular Halloween phrase, hocus pocus, is strange in the English language and generally thought to be a nonsensical set of words. However, the phrase has been used for hundreds of years, and many claim that its origin was a play on the priest's words during Catholic Mass. I'll explain. Mm. The phrase was first used during the 17th century by public magicians and conjurers as well as jugglers. The phrase was meant to confuse the audience and provide the former the distraction needed to play a trick and sleight of hand. Hoc est corpus, though, is an interesting word. Now, during the same time period, John Tillerson, the Archbishop of Canterbury, claimed that in all probability, those common juggling words of hocus pocus are nothing else but a corruption of that phrase of hoc est corpus. That translates to this is my body, right? That's what is said during the consecration. By way of ridiculous imitation of the priests of the Church of Rome in their trick of transubstantiation, he says. That that's what that was a play on the Latin they heard. Now, according to most historians, though, this proposition by Tillerson does not appear to have any historical basis. In fact, the word detectives explains all available evidence however indicates that hocus pocus was first appeared as a proper noun the stage name of a particular magician who attained wide renown in england during the reign of james the first his name mr hocus pocus evidently <laughs> took his name from the nonsensical words he repeated during his act something along the lines of hocus pocus tantus Talantus Bates Raptor Jubio. It's just nonsensical. He would just say words and then perform a trick. Essentially, while hocus pocus does sound similar to the Latin words of a priest at the consecration, there is no strong evidence that the phrase was ever meant to be a parody of the Catholic Mass. What about abracadabra? <gasps> oh. Oh, now see, there's another <laughs> one. I got to look that one up. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. <laughs> Maybe that one, too. Uh, well, coming up on Tuesday at 7 o'clock is Catholic and Recovery Meeting in Eugene at St. Paul's Catholic Church. The community at St. Paul's Parish invites those in recovery from alcohol or any unhealthy attachment as they discuss recovery topics and pray. The Catholic and Recovery Meetings are both in person in the church hall and on Zoom. Confidentiality is strictly protected. Remember, you can find more details on these and other events, head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. 
Brenda continues her conversation with Dr. Berger on women's health. That's just ahead, and we'll check that beautiful forecast right around the corner. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Hello, this is Father Peter Julia, the Director of Vocations for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. Join me in praying the Memorare. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired with this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my Mother. To you do I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, please download the free Hail Mary Media app or visit us online at materdayradio.com. We are leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Dei Radio. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a nonprofit religious entity committed to providing superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. We are looking for an experienced medical assistant who is passionate about our mission of respecting the dignity of each person, mind, body, and spirit. If you or someone you know is looking to make a difference, please contact Holy Family Catholic Clinic by sending an email to nelson at holyfamilyclinic.com. Hi, I'm Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through, I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. 743 at Modern Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. A little chilly on the bridge this morning, but it's going to be beautiful this afternoon. Sunny with a high going up to 58. A little windy, gust as high as 24 miles an hour. Clear tonight, low of 40, then clouding up tomorrow. Could see rain on Wednesday. All right. Currently, it is a very chilly 32 degrees at St. Stanislaus Catholic Church in Scapoose. And even colder at O'Hara Catholic School in Eugene, where it's 29 Ooh. degrees. Grab a coat. And I am back with Dr. Kristen Berger. Dr. Berger is a board-certified physician at the wonderful Holy Family Catholic Clinic in West Lynn. She's joining me today. If you listen to our first half hour, she talked to us about her journey from Catholic schools that led her in one direction. She thought she was heading down, and 
As we often know, God, well, he leads us in another one, a letter to medical school, and now finally to Holy Family Catholic Clinic. Such a powerful story. I encourage our listeners, if you missed that, please go to our website and the full podcast will be posted later today. Dr. Berger, thanks so much for your openness with your story. Thank you so much for staying with me today. Thank you. So you have this wonderful practice at Holy Family Catholic Clinic that allows you the fullness of our faith to just come forward with this authentic women's health care that God leads for you. Tell our listeners about what you're doing there at Holy Family Catholic Clinic and how it's designed to help women live a way of life that is, again, as you said, authentic in the way that God designed them to be. Yes, thank you. Well, you know, as we were saying, I myself, I I had seen such blessings from using natural family planning methods, but here I was in my medical practice still prescribing contraception. And that disconnect just became more and more of a burden for me. And as I came to the conclusion that God was really like putting it on my heart, like this is not what I'm calling you to do. Um, you're causing harm with what you're doing um, and there was a case in particular where I just knew after writing that prescription, like, I am not, I'm not in the state of grace. I, this has got to change. And thank God for, you know, I went to confession and thank God for those good confessors who are willing to say like, yes, you're forgiven and God's calling you to something different. And the grace there and then the people that God started putting in my life led me to the Catholic Medical Association here in Portland, and I met this group of physicians who were also moving towards developing the clinic that I now practice in. But part of that journey was like, well, everything I learned in medicine to provide health care to women is based on using the contraceptive pill, marine IUDs, these devices that suppress our fertility. And what is there? You know, if I don't do that, do I just stop seeing women? What, do I, what am I going to do? And I had heard about NAPRO technology, which is this natural procreative technology, but I didn't know a whole lot about it. And as I was looking into kind of like, how am I going to practice medicine? I, I felt called to, to take this training in Omaha, Nebraska, the Pope Politics Institute, um, to learn to be both a medical consultant, meaning I can consult on women's health issues based on a natural family planning approach, but also a create and model practitioner, meaning I can teach women how to use this system. And that gives us the basis just to do some diagnostics, understand the dysfunction, and develop a plan to try to restore as much function as we can to what's not working. And you really see at that point what true medicine is, what true women's health care is. I really felt like for the first time I was really able to provide women's health care in a really full way. Not that there was nothing diagnostic going on, but just really to say, like, yes, your body's good and something's not right. Um, now, I can't do everything. I'm not a surgeon. A lot of times there's, you know, surgical approaches that are done at Pope Paul VI Institute because in family medicine, we're not obstetricians and gynecologists in, in the sense of being able to do surgery. Um, we really practice on the more medical medicine and diagnostic side of things. But it has just been so amazing to walk with women through the steps of observing their body for what it is, trusting in their observations of their body, and then using what they're, they already know. Like, I can't tell you how many women have come in and say, like, I've been telling people this for years, but, you know, like, all they do is say, like, you just need to go on the birth control pill, or maybe you just need a different birth control pill, or, you know, really never feeling like they, 
anyone can explain to them, why am I feeling the way I am? Why is this not working? Why can we not conceive? It's been beautiful to see that change. It, it sounds like maybe just words, but it really is a very basic change in how we see ourselves and our bodies and just brings such peace and joy. If you are just joining us, I'm having a wonderful discussion with Dr. Kristen Berger. She is a board-certified family physician at Holy Family Catholic Clinic, and they have such a wonderful program for women's health. And Dr. Berger is joining me today to talk a little bit more about that. Now, Dr. Berger, you brought up something, and perhaps people may not be tuning into this, but in my own experience with natural family planning, I'm hearing what you're saying. People hear NFP. And they think that it is, well, they'll say, oh, it's the Catholic birth control, that you use NFP when you don't want to get pregnant. What's wonderful about the program that you are using, the Creighton Model System, well, women can identify their times of fertility and infertility and then make choices around that. We also have all heard the just these heartbreaking stories of couples who want to live fully, the, the call that God has for them to be married and to have a family and the heartbreak that that creates when a woman's body isn't functioning the way that it is intended and they're not able to conceive for various reasons. And you had mentioned that. But natural family planning and specifically the Creighton model system, it's designed for couples who are also suffering infertility issues. Share with our listeners a little bit about how NFP and allowing your body to work the way that God intended it and how you're able to use those indicators to help couples achieve pregnancy where other systems have failed them. Sure. And I, I'll, I'll try not to get too much into the technical. It might sound a little bit like an anatomy and physiology lesson, but you know, basically there's this beautiful interplay in our body, almost like it's been created this way and designed this way, Brenda, right? Um between our, our, the hormones and the organs in our body, right? So at the beginning of the cycle, for example, a part of our brain has to send the message to our ovaries, certain hormonal changes that happen around that. When you're observing for those biomarkers, you'll see these changes. But the beautiful thing is also that if there's something wrong with that whole system, let's say there's something wrong with that process of ovulation, well, part of that process of preparing for ovulation is, involves the, the estrogen production. Well, if that ovulation process is not very healthy and you have lower levels of estrogen, and so we'll see when we kind of look at the patterns, like, wow, you just don't produce a lot of those kind of really more fertile signs. Or if during that last part of the cycle, when the body is really kind of trying to prepare a place in case fertilization happens, if that progesterone, if that's not being produced very well, you might see abnormal patterns. So those are some examples of things that, you know, women may have already noticed. And those are all indicators that there's something not working right. And it gives us a place to start when we talk about, okay, let's understand why, what can we do to make things work better? Dr. Berger, for people who are interested, this is so fascinating. And again, they maybe have never heard this before. They want to know more about it. Is there a way through Holy Family Catholic Clinic that they can learn more about Creighton Model System and to start using that uh, that program within their own marriage? Absolutely. We have been blessed. Um, I, when it started out, I was teaching uh, Creighton Model um as a practitioner, and then we were blessed to have a nurse join us, and now she's moving out of state, but then God blessed us with two more people who are, who are trained as practitioners. So we are 
um, gearing up to be able to serve more women in terms of learning this system, more couples, I should say. Um, and it is a, a, a system that is helpful for single women, too, because like I said, it really helps to um, if there's medical issues or if you're kind of not sure if your cycle is quite right. But the best way would be to call the clinic or there's an email address, fertility at holyfamilyclinic.com, I believe is the email address. And right now my nurse is, um, is monitoring that because she's our other practitioner um, and we'll be we'll be using that as a as one of the point places for people to kind of let it, let us know that they're looking, and then we can either see if we can serve them through our clinic or help them connect with a, maybe an online teacher. One of the things that's really wonderful is that because we're a clinic, it can go through your insurance. It's a family planning, so uh, family planning is covered. Fantastic. Well, hopefully somebody there is listening who this interview might be an answer to a prayer they've had. And Dr. Berger, I appreciate your time so much. Uh, And uh, thank you for all that you do there at Holy Family Catholic Clinic. Thank you, Brenda. It's been really nice to talk to you. And again, that is Dr. Kristen Berger. Now, if you want to find out more information about the services and find out a way that you can see Dr. Berger yourself, I will be sure to add information that'll get you right to Holy Family's webpage. I'll also include that fertility link that Dr. Berger was talking about. And you'll find both of those links on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. 755 at Mater Day Radio on this Monday morning. Pat and Brenda. No, David's not here. Yep. David retired on Friday. He certainly did. And uh, this is this is a very, 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 very temporary situation. With, but I like it. it we're having fun. <laughs> we we're have a good fun. morning when you're in, Patrick. But hey, for we sure. are looking. We are looking for a new member of our team. And uh it could be you. I mean, maybe the Holy Spirit's calling you to be a part of Matra Day Radio. Check out the opportunity we have for you at matradayradio.com. We're looking for a show producer and a show host. And uh, I don't know. You don't have to have skills. You came in with, with limited skills. I but did. great talent. So oh, thanks. God does wonderful things. He and certainly does. He is a miracle maker. <laughs> he is indeed. And hey, check it out. We're looking for that member of our team. And it could be you joining us here at Matra Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM, Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator, K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. With the autumn season comes football and tailgating, and there's no better way to score a touchdown than by passing that old vehicle of yours to Mater Day Radio. We're happy to accept your donation of a car, truck, van, RV, or boat. It's quick and easy and a likely tax deduction for you. Not only that, you are joining a winning team that's supporting a faith-filled Catholic broadcast. So score some points by checking out our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. Grab some coffee and take the morning blend with you anywhere you go. 
Listen to the podcast at materdayradio.com. 756 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And just in time for Halloween, candy prices are going through the roof. We'll tell you why just ahead. And the synthesis report on the Senate and Synodality has been published. More than 80 proposals agreed upon. But the hot topic buttons like priestly celebration and female diaconate, those were left off the report. I'll have an update for you coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. When at first you don't succeed, try and try again. And maybe one more time just for good measures. The road to sainthood isn't easy for everyone, and usually the journey is loaded with failures. But what makes the saint? Perseverance. Luca Antonio Falcone would come to know all about perseverance throughout his entire life. Born to a humble family in Acre, his mother was widowed in her young age. Luca decided it was his duty to provide and remain close to his mother, to step up and become the man of the house. His uncle, who happened to be a local priest, couldn't agree more and thought that Luca should become a well-rounded individual and serve his mother's needs spiritually. He encouraged his nephew to consider life as a Capuchin monk, and that's exactly what he did. But life as a Capuchin turned to be more difficult than he could ever imagine. He returned home to his mother twice, becoming discouraged at the monastery as a novitiate and constantly missing his mother. It finally took his third attempt in 1689 after reading the biography of the newly canonized St. Bernard of Corleona to pray for the strength to stay. His prayers didn't mean that he no longer had fears for his heart, but rather he acknowledged his fears and decided to persevere in faith that God knew what he was doing. He didn't run this time and made his profession of vows in 1691 to serve just as St. Bernard had once done. He then took on the name Brother Angelus and set to work in his new vocation. And boy, was he terrible. Brother Angelus stood at the ambo to give his first homily and completely forgot most of the words he had committed to memory. He eventually grew in frustration and embarrassment that he abandoned his sermon and sat down to continue with the mass. He had tapped out. This wasn't a one and done deal. When I say that Brother Angelus learned humility in the worst way possible, I don't mean that lightly. He continued to freeze at the ambo time and time again. He finally grew frustrated with himself that with tears in his eyes, he fell down at the foot of the cross in his cell and felt at once his words were no longer becoming his words. From that moment on, he allowed the Holy Spirit to speak through him, preaching with a newfound conviction that he couldn't explain. His life that consisted of so many failures became the very vessel that Christ desired. He also began hearing confession for hours on end, meeting sinners with mercy and grace that they desired. He committed to loving them as God loves until his final breath in 1739. His body remained incorrupt and is enshrined at the Basilica in Acre in his honor. It was through his perseverance that he became the saint he is today. And it's a daily choice we all must make. May we too persevere through our failures to become the saints we are all called to be. St. Angelus of Acre, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more details on the saints and to pray with the saints, just download the Hail Mary Media app. Details available at MontredayRadio.com, where it's 8 o'clock. 
In your news this hour during the Sunday Angelus message, Pope Francis expressed that the love of God and the love of neighbor are inextricably bound together. Love of God and neighbor are inseparable from each other, the Pope said in front of nearly 20,000 faithful. Now, reflecting on the gospel of Mark, the Holy Father stressed that in it we find the greatest of the commandments. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. The capacity to love God is the starting point and underscores all of our other relationships and actions, he said. The Holy Father also said this love for God is the source for charity and a font of mercy. He also said we should feel in God's arms the way children feel in their parents' arms. He said the second component of this commandment of love is fraternal love. It means that by loving our brothers and sisters, we reflect the Father's love like mirrors. And at the end of the Angelus, the Holy Father took a moment to thank those who observed the International Day of Prayer and Fasting on Friday for peace in the Israel-Hamas war. In light of that, Israeli troops and tanks pushed deeper into Gaza earlier today, advancing on two sides of the territory's main city as the U.N. and medical staff warned that airstrikes have hit closer to hospitals where tens of thousands of Palestinians have sought shelter alongside thousands of wounded. When asked whether forces had positioned on the road, Israeli military spokesman Rear Admiral Daniel Hagari said, we expanded our operations but would not comment on specific deployments. The Vatican released the Synod on Synodality's synthesis report on Saturday night outlining key proposals discussed during the nearly months-long Assembly's confidential conversations. The highly anticipated text was approved paragraph by paragraph on October 28th by a vote of 344 Synod delegates, for which the first time included women and other non-bishops as voting members. More than 80 proposals were approved in the Synod vote, including establishing a new baptismal ministry of listening and accompaniment, initiating discernment process regarding the decentralization of the church, and strengthening the Council of Cardinals into a synodal council at the service of the Petrine ministry. It seems like the hot topic but, uh, buttons that people were waiting for not in any of the proposals. That is really surprising, given all of like the hype going into this and, yep. and what people said were, was coming, and then in the final document. Not in it. Wow. Okay. Well, Brenda, you experienced this yesterday as yes. you went out for trunk or treat. Oh. Did you notice how expensive candy's gotten? <laughs> I went and bought candy by myself without the good deacon because he would have just been <laughs> no way, no trick or treating this year. It's expensive, even at the big box stores. For the second year in a row, U.S. shoppers are seeing double-digit inflation in the candy aisle. Candy and gum prices are up an average of 13% this month compared to last October and more than double the 6% increase in all grocery prices, according to Data Assembly, a retail price tracker. That's on top of the 14% increase in candy and gum prices in October 2022, so... 
do you carry the three? That's a 27% increase in two years. Stop. Yeah, that's a that's a lot of price increase for candy. The culprit, Brenda, though, it may not necessarily be inflation. It is the 44-year high in prices for cocoa out of West Africa due to limited production caused by heavy rains. So it really? actually may be more of an environmental issue. Now, with El Nino conditions making the region even drier, they're likely to linger into spring and next. Next year, next Halloween, candy prices may go up again. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, please protect so the up. cocoa beans. <laughs> we need uh, those. Okay, Patrick. How long does chocolate keep? Uh, <laughs> about a day and a half. <laughs> you have no way of telling. <laughs> you have no idea how long it is. Why would it last longer than that? If you had a favorite candy in your trick-or-treat bag, Patrick, what would it be? Oh, Brenda. What is it? I'm going to have to go with Snickers. The Snickers is yeah, the favorite. Yeah, I like a yeah, Snickers, yeah, too. I love, I love a Snickers. But I've never been able to pass on a peanut butter cup either. Mm, well, yeah, the, you know, what, what, who's your favorite child? <laughs> right? It's kind of right. like that. Yeah. They're all so sweet. <laughs> More than a thousand Portland teachers and supporters marched through downtown Portland on Saturday morning in an effort to push Portland public schools closer to a deal. A teacher strike is scheduled to begin Wednesday if a deal is not reached. The teachers want more planning time in their week so that they can work on lesson plans, grading, communicating with parents and completing other tasks they can't do while teaching students. Smaller classrooms are also a sticking point. Compensation is a key issue for both sides, though some progress has been made. While some parents joined in the march in support of teachers, parents of disabled students are concerned a strike could greatly affect their children's education. Both Portland Public Schools and the Teachers Union said they don't know how long a strike could last. They plan to continue mediation Monday and Tuesday. What is also very difficult for uh, households with two working parents, child care for younger kids. They've got to get that ready by Wednesday, just in case. Lots of considerations beyond just uh, the teachers on the on the strike line. That's right. Central Catholic High School swept the Mount Hood Conference cross-country titles at Reynolds High School. Over the weekend, on the girls' side, the Rams had the top five finishers, starting with senior Ella McGillis clocking in at 18 minutes, 29.1 seconds for first place. On the boys' side, the team race was a little bit tighter, but the Rams placed three in the top five to gain the team title. Central Catholic had the second and third place runners in junior Finn Briscoe and sophomore Greer Shore. Sophomore Connell Devine took fifth for the Rams to give them the top scoring mark as a team. The state cross-country meet is set for this Saturday morning at Lane Community College in Eugene. While there are many different origins of the modern-day celebration of Halloween, one of them comes from the Catholic tradition of souling. S-O-U-L-I-N-G, souling. This particular custom was popular in Britain and Ireland in the Middle Ages and was maintained for many centuries. According to Christian lore, a book of popular English Christian customs written in 1902, it said souling was done on All Souls' Eve prior to the celebration of All Souls' Day on November 2nd and was connected to praying for the souls in purgatory. From the religious custom of praying for the souls of the dead and old in England, where there sprang the popular custom of going 
a souling. Whether the custom oriented in collecting money to pay for masses for the dead, it's not known. But bands of children or of old women or poor men went around to the houses of the well-to-do on souling day, as they called it, begging money, apples, ale, or doles of cake. In some parts, especially baked cakes, were prepared in readiness to give away, and they were called soul cakes and the begging was performed by the aid of a quaint rhyming ditty here's how it went patrick you'll love it souling time's coming so we are souling here all we're souling for is apples and good beer (laughs) i'm a soul man baby you're a soul man man. yeah It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Wednesday at 9 a.m. and until 5 o'clock is an All Saints Relics presentation and display at Mount Angel Abbey. Join the Mount Angel Abbey community for a large display of its relics collection in the Abbey Church. Relics Master Brother Alfredo will give a presentation entitled Hallows. Living Icons of the Incarnate and Risen Christ, both in English and Spanish. It begins with Mass at 9 o'clock and then presentations and tours throughout the day. I've seen that Rolex collection. <gasps> Have you? It is amazing. It is amazing. Don't miss it because okay. they don't break it all out all the time. So it's very, very much worth going up to the hilltop to see. What a great opportunity. Yeah. And coming up, we're going to have a check of our forecast, and then we're going to get a blue-collar answer to Protestant questions. Mm. That's coming up right after the break. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Holy Cross Priest Father Jim Gallagher in prayer with the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day. For all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for sin, for the intentions of all my friends and associates, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MaterDayRadio.com. Mater Day Radio is supported by our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services. Operated by the Archdiocese of Portland, services include the recently completed Gethsemane Funeral Home, located on the grounds of Gethsemane Cemetery in Happy Valley. The new funeral home provides burial services to the Catholic community, regardless of cemetery choice. For more information, visit ccpdxor.com. 
Matre Day Radio is in prayerful pursuit of a Catholic media all-star. Are you passionate about engaging others into a joyful encounter with Jesus Christ? You could be our next show host and media producer. This full-time position leads the planning, promotion, and execution of outstanding dynamic Catholic programming across multiple platforms, including the Hail Mary Media app. Matre Day Radio offers you competitive pay, medical, dental, and vision insurance a retirement account with a company match, and unique chances for spiritual growth and development. Could a spot on our evangelization team be the right place for you? Don't wait. Get all the details on this exciting opportunity now and find out how to apply at MatradayRadio.com. That's MatradayRadio.com to learn more. You could be our next show host and media producer, helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Matraday Radio. 813 at Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Beautiful day taking shape out there, but a little chilly right now. Sunny this afternoon, high should head up to 58. A little windy with a gust at about 24 miles an hour. Tonight, clear, low back around 40. And then tomorrow, clouds roll in and we could see rain by Wednesday. Okay, hopefully it'll warm up too because... <laughs> Why I froze water on my windshield this morning. How about that? Well, it's still freezing out there. <laughs> Currently 29 degrees at Sacred Heart Catholic Church up in Battleground, Washington. And 31 at Immaculate Conception Parish in Staten. Did you know that defending the teachings of the Catholic faith doesn't need to be complicated, nor does it require a PhD and years of training? In fact... If you use a little common sense and some simple logic, you can highlight flaws in Protestant teaching. And in his new book, A Blue Collar Answer to Protestantism, John Martinoni lays out concise, candid, and power-packed arguments about what they believe, what you believe too. John is joining me today to tell us more about it. Good morning, John. Welcome back to the show. Brenda, pleasure to be back with you. I appreciate you allowing me back on. <laughs> well, we had such a good time last time. I thought this is right up my alley because I often just feel inadequate. In fact, I listen to Catholic shows here at Mater Day Radio. Those hosts are so amazing and quick to answer questions and to throw up arguments where I feel like I just don't have the ability to do that. But isn't that kind of where we should first start is that we should all feel like and have the ability to defend what we believe. Yes, and I mean, God calls on all of us to be able to defend what we believe. And, and like you said in the intro, but you don't, you don't need, he's not calling on all of us to have a master's or PhD in theology in order to be able to do that. So what I do is I've, I figured out, because I'm a simple person, I figured out that, well, I need to, to use some common sense and a little logic, and I'll, I'll throw in the Bible here and there, but, but common sense and simple logic, what I call the blue-collar way, you can def- anybody can defend the faith, they can explain the faith to others, and they can also make other people think about what it is they believe and why they believe it, and maybe plant some seeds of truth with those other people. I mean, I've had moms tell me, Brenda, that their nine-year-old kids are using my stuff. Mm. But then I've had, I, I mean, not too long ago, from your area, a, a chemistry professor at a, at a major college 
got hold of my stuff. And he's like, well, I've never seen this stuff before, and he's using it. And so, you know, it's, it's for everybody sitting out there in the pews. I love this idea, too, about how you say it just it's a little bit of logic and some common sense. So what's a typical way that we like to muddle up explaining what we believe when we just need to use that common sense, a little logic to point out a Protestant's belief in order to try to explain and defend ours? Well, what a lot of times what people do is what Catholics will do is over explain. Like somebody will say, well, where in the Bible does it say anything about Mary being assumed body and soul into heaven? You know, and, and, and I've heard Catholics go, well, if you look at the history and the tradition and this and this, and the early church fathers said this, and this guy said this and this. No, no, no. I mean, you can do all that if you want, if, if you know how. Excellent. But all, the simple response I use is, well, where in the Bible does it say she wasn't assumed into heaven? You know, mm-hmm. and, and they're like, well, um, well, but it's not in the Bible. I said, well, you know, do you believe in altar calls? Yeah, that's not in the Bible. So if you believe in altar calls and they're not in the Bible, why can't I believe in Mary being assumed into heaven if that's not directly in the Bible? Although, again, I can give evidence for indirectly that Mary was assumed into heaven from Scripture. But, yeah, nowhere does the Bible say Mary was assumed body and soul into heaven but nowhere does it say Mary was not assumed body and soul in heaven. So it's just that easy to flip it, flip it around and put the other person on the defensive rather than, you know, the Catholic always having to be on the defensive and always having to answer the questions. Joining me today, it is the wonderful John Martinoni. His new book is A Blue-Collar Answer to Protestantism. Catholic Questions, Protestants Can Answer. It is out by Sophia Institute Press. Well, John, here at Mater Day Radio, we air Catholic Answers. And for many people, that's their introduction into the Catholic faith, and especially into Catholic Radio. When we ask, you know, what, what got you hooked on Catholic Radio? People go, it was Catholic Answers. Yeah. So using that model, you've created this book, Question and Answers. You can get right to the question and the answer that you are looking for. So lay out this book a little bit more and let people know how they can use the book rather than just read letters on a page. Right. Well, the book has two major sections. The first major section is called Problems with Protestantism. And I, I say that that section is looking at the forest instead of the trees. It's looking at, at the major assumptions behind Protestant theology, whereas the second half of the book is called Questions Protestants Can't Answer, and it's got 30 questions that, uh, you know, the Protestant can give you some semblance of an answer, but I guarantee you, because I've used these questions in my own personal experience talking to thousands of Protestants over the last 25 years, the, the answer they give to these questions will either contradict Scripture or it will contradict their theology. So, in other words, it has to plant a seed with them because it puts them in a theological bind. And again, it's not to... It's not to prove them wrong or show them up. It's to make them think. Why do you believe what you believe? You know, you're not you're not really thinking about this, Mr. Baptist or Miss Evangelical. Right? So, uh, so that's the second half. Thirty questions, and and one of the questions is, uh, for example, who wrote the Gospel of Mark, and how do you know? Well, I mean, that's just common sense. 
Uh, you go by the Bible alone. The Scripture is your sole infallible authority. So, you believe the Gospel of Mark is the inerrant, inspired Word of God? Absolutely, says the Baptist or the, Pro- or the Protestant or Evangelical. Why? You know, where in the Bible does it say some guy named Mark wrote the Gospel of Mark, and he was inspired by the Holy Spirit, so we know it's inerrant and, and uh, you know, inspired by God? Where does the Bible say it? Well, the Bible doesn't. Mm-hmm. So... That means you're relying on some authority outside of the Bible to even have your Bible in the first place, which means this whole sola scriptura thing, going by the Bible, is logically inconsistent. You know, I go by the Bible alone, but I have to have an authority outside of the Bible in order to have my Bible. That makes no logical sense whatsoever. And it's those kind of questions that, again... All you're trying to do is make the other person think. Or here's another one. Sola fide is another big Protestant uh, uh, dogma, and it means you're saved by faith alone. Only faith saves you. So the question I ask in the book, well, do you have to love God in order to be saved? And if you're sola fide, faith alone, the answer from your theology is no. You don't have to love God in order to be saved. But if you read Scripture and God is love, you have to love God above all else, love your neighbors, that's a ridiculous answer. So, but if you say, yes, you do have to love God, well, then it's not salvation by faith alone. It's salvation by faith and love. All just common sense, simple logic. And you have just thrown major, major buckets of water on the two main doctrines of Protestantism, sola scriptura and sola fide. I think that is perfect. And again, uh, John, you just did that in the span of about two and a half minutes. I mean, the the two big pillars, that's it right there in two and a half minutes. I love this book and I want to know more about it, but I am already coming up against my break. Please stay with me through the break. We're going to pick up our conversation in the next half hour. 822 at Matre Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary, and we could not do that without you. Do you know what today is, Brenda? Uh, October 30th. Well, that's that's true, but today <laughs> is the last day you can make a gift to the Fall share Wow. And if you weren't able to be a part mm. of it, well, you can go online, check it all out at MatreDayRadio.com. We have these awesome reflections on the Eucharist. That was our theme, Be Changed, and guests came in and talked about the Eucharist and how central it is to their faith life and how through Matre Day Radio we're able to really kind of communicate that and grow the church. We couldn't do it without you. So thank you so much for your generosity. And if you weren't able to be a part of the Fall share Be Changed, today's the last day to do that at MatraDayRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say, Christians have committed some of the worst atrocities in history, far worse than 
the supposed savages and heathens that they converted to Christianity. Well, G.K. Chesterton says, it is very right to rebuke our religion for falling short of our own standards and ideals. But it's absurd to pretend that Christianity fell lower than other religions that professed the very opposite standards and ideals. In other words, the savages and heathens have had some pretty savage and heathen ideas and practices from minor maltreatment all the way to human sacrifice. Chesterton says the Christian has not been worse than the heathen in an absolute sense. The Christian is only worse because it is his business to be better. Want more than a minute? Visit our website, chesterton.org. Set on a hilltop in the midst of the Willamette Valley, life at Mount Angel Abbey is both unchanging and made ever new in the spirit of Christ. Steeped in a Benedictine tradition more than 1,500 years old, the monks of Mount Angel have prayed together five times a day for more than 130 years. We welcome you to come and join us in the ancient rhythm of monastic prayer and liturgy. Come seek the things that are above. Learn more at mountangelabbey.org. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 826 at Mater Day Radio, the building the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it was a throwback for the ages yesterday in Seattle. Felt mm. like being back in the kingdom. <laughs> we'll tell you why next. I love it. And the words hocus pocus. Is that a mockery of the Catholic Mass? Very interesting story coming up for you, too, in news. All of that in three minutes. Here is Marie Miller. You make the most of me. And we are Patrick and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. On my own, I'm afraid to step out on the sea alone.
Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. That's Marie Miller. You make the most of me. And we're making the most of this Monday. It's 8.30. At the Synod on Synodality's closing mass, Pope Francis said that God's love cannot be confined to our own agenda and that those who truly want to reform the Catholic Church should follow Jesus' greatest commandment to to adore God and to love others with his love. Pope Francis said, we may have plenty of good ideas on how to reform the church, but let us remember to adore God and to love our brothers and sisters with his love. That is the greatest and perennial reform. The Pope underlined that worship of Jesus in the tabernacle in every diocese, in every parish, and every community is necessary in the struggle against all types of idolatry in today's world. The Pope's homily marked the closing of the months-long 2023 Synod on Synodality Assembly, where 365 delegates discussed and voted on more than 80 proposals on for how to become a more synodal church. And about 5,000 people attended the closing Mass for the Synod, according to the Vatican. The Mass concluded with the congregation singing the Marian hymn, Salve Regina. Evil is part of the world in which we live. It's how we deal with it that's important. So said Bishop Robert P. Dealey of Portland, Maine, during a Mass this weekend in Lewiston, Maine. Bishop Dealey made his comments during a homily where he celebrated evening Mass in the Adoration Chapel at Holy Cross Church in Lewiston two days after 18 people were shot and killed during a shooting spree in the city. Bishop Dealey told those gathered in person and online, it has been a very difficult time, I know, for all of you, and we're reminded in the Eucharist that, of course, the Lord is with us. The Vatican released the Synod on Synodality Synthesis Report on Saturday night, outlining key proposals discussed during the nearly months-long assembly confidential conversations. The highly anticipated text was approved paragraph by paragraph on October 29th by a vote of 344 synod delegates, for which for the first time included women and other non-bishops as voting members. More than 80 proposals were approved in the Synod vote, including establishing a new baptismal ministry of listening and accompaniment, initiating discernment process regarding the decentralization of the church, and strengthening the Council of Cardinals into a synodal council at the service of the Petrine ministry. I want to get more information about this synthesis and how it all came out, but one of the things that I've been hearing, of course, in the circles that that I participate participate in of the 344 synod delegates from all areas of the church not a single permanent deacon really not a one wow they don't know if it was accidental or purposeful but there were no permanent deacons voting in the synod 
Vancouver police are seeking assistance from the public in identifying the people involved in a physical disturbance where a man forced a woman into a car on Sunday. Vancouver police say they responded to the disturbance in the area of South Lisa Road and Highway 14 and that the vehicle left the scene before officers arrived. However, the incident was captured on camera by nearby residents. A photo shows what appears to be a male and female involved with a white Ford Mustang. Dealer plates displaying the word power, according to police. If anyone has information concerning the identity of those involved, they're asked to contact the Vancouver Police Department. Meanwhile, on the Oregon side of the river, the suspect wanted in connection with an assault and vehicle theft in Seaside that led to a high-speed chase along Highway 26 has been identified by Seaside police as Isaiah Thomas, eight, uh, Isaiah Thompson, eight, rather, 18, of Clatsop County. He's suspected of an assault and vehicle theft that happened Friday just after midnight. Around the same time, a Cannon Beach police officer said they spotted the stolen vehicle, a Ford Mustang, driving south of Seaside, where it eventually crashed off Highway 26 at Glencoe Road in Hillsborough. At times, the chase reaching over 100 miles per hour. According to officials, Thompson ran from the scene and is currently still at large, oh. suspected to be in the Portland area. Okay. Well, Catholic Community Services of Lane County is opening a new office for its expanding Refugee and Immigrant Services program this month. Located in Eugene with easy access to the city's library and public transportation, the space opened on October 27th to accommodate a RISP staff that has doubled in size over the last 12 months. In a press release, CCS said this new office and goals for the year make its upcoming Welcoming Our New Neighbors fundraiser the most crucial in its history. The annual Refugee, Asylum Seeker, and Immigrant-focused event will be held on November 16th at St. Mary's Episcopal Church. Starting at 6 o'clock, it will feature international cuisine, music, and inspiring stories. Supporters of CCS RISP and Lane County refugees and immigrant communities are encouraged to purchase a ticket online. RISP Director Christine Zeller-Powell said the Welcoming Our New Neighbors fundraiser is very important in terms of helping us serve more individuals to fill in funding gaps. Everything old was new again yesterday. Throwback Sunday at Lumen Field in Seattle and winning never goes out of style. Never. Seattle's Jamal Adams forced an interception that deflected off his helmet with a minute 57 remaining. And five plays later, Geno Smith threw a quick screen to Jackson Smith Najigba for a nine-yard touchdown with 38 seconds left in the game, lifting the Hawks to a 24-20 win over the Cleveland Browns yesterday in what looked like the kingdom. If you just looked at the at the field, it was oh, the old, nice. old throwback. But uh, uh, quite a, quite an exciting day. Seattle blew an early 14-point lead but made enough plays in the fourth quarter to get their fifth win in six games. Five and two now on the season and in first place in the NFC West because the Niners got beat by the Bengals yesterday. Oh, okay. So it's still still very, very early. Yeah. But uh, next week, uh, Seattle, big road test, headed out to Baltimore to play the Ravens. Nice. Yes, yeah, so okay. that should be a good game. Monday night football tonight finds uh, Las Vegas in Detroit to take on the Lions and the Raiders. And the Lions, seven and a half points picks tonight. 
The popular Halloween phrase, hocus pocus, is strange in the English language and generally thought to be a nonsensical set of words. However, the phrase has been used for hundreds of years and many claim that its origin was a play on the priest's words during Catholic Mass. The phrase was first used during the 17th century by public magicians and conjurers as well as jugglers. The phrase was meant to confuse the audience and provide the performer a little distraction they needed to play their trick. Now, during the same time period, John Tillotson, Archbishop of Canterbury, claimed that in all probability, those common juggling words of hocus pocus are nothing else but a corruption of the words hocked est corpus. This is my body. It's translation by way of ridiculous imitation of the priests of the Church of Rome in what they called their trick of transubstantiation. Now, according to most historians, this proposal by Tillerson does not appear to have any historical basis. In fact, the word detective explains all available evidence, however, indicate that Hocus Pocus first appeared as a proper noun, the stage name of a particular magician who attained wide renown in England during the reign of James I. That's back in 1567, Patrick. You remember that was a good year for you, wasn't it? These were great shows. <laughs> Mr. Hocus Pocus evidently took his name from nonsensical words he repeated during his own act. So essentially, while hocus pocus does sound similar to the Latin words of a priest at the consecration, there is no strong evidence that the phrase was ever meant to be a parody of the Catholic Mass. So it was somebody's name. It was somebody's, that was his stage name, Mr. Hocus Pocus. So I'm thinking about other things like, and so Shazam, what, was that, was that, that had to be somebody's name. It was Shaq. It, oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Okay. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. He is a superhero, I though, isn't he? I love that movie, Shazam. It's a, it's a great Halloween movie. Check it out. Oh. Well, such a wonderful event coming up. Many participate in this Thursday at 10 a.m. All Souls Day Masses at Portland Metro Catholic Cemeteries. Archbishop Emeritus John Blasney will be the celebrant at Gethsemane Funeral Home in Happy Valley and our Archbishop Alexander Sample, the celebrant at Mount Calvary Catholic Cemetery here in Portland. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and of course, the Hail Mary Media app. Well, it seems appropriate. It's a Monday as we start the work week, and we've got some blue-collar Catholicism just ahead. Brenda continues her interview with John Martinoni after we check that beautiful weather next. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Hi, my name is Will Detheridge. I grew up going to St. Juan Diego and Holy Trinity in Portland, and I'm a young entrepreneur. My company, Catholics for Hire, helps bring the church into the digital world. Inspired by Blessed Carlo Acutis, 
Catholics for Hire creates websites, videos, podcasts, and other digital resources to help you evangelize. We also produce print media, such as bulletins, manage social media, and assist with online advertising. Our mission is to get parishes, nonprofits, and even businesses connected to talented young Catholic professionals across the country. If you're looking for a new website, a podcast producer, a newsletter redesign, or more, check out our website at catholicsforhire.com. We ask you to join us in asking our patron to pray for the new evangelization across digital media. Blessed Carlo Acutis, pray for us. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Catholic Charities of Oregon, answering Pope Francis' call to charity. Since 1933, Catholic Charities has been putting faith into action by serving the poorest and most vulnerable in our community. Services promote life and help families thrive. Catholic Charities program information at catholiccharitiesoregon.org. Do you want to live a truly authentic Catholic life? This is Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, and Monday nights at 7.30, Ken Hellenius and I team up for Living Stones. This dynamic weekly show will help you deepen your relationship with Christ and His Church with practical ways that you can grow in faith, participate more fully in the liturgy, and practice charity towards all. Join us for Living Stones, Monday nights at 7.30 on Modern Day E-Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 842 at Matra Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. What a day. Cold start, but going to be beautiful this afternoon. High to 58. Could be a little windy. Wind gust about 24 miles an hour. Clear tonight, low 40. Then the clouds increase tomorrow. May see rain come Wednesday. 40% shot. Well, it looks like it's going to be pretty clear, at least for kids who want to get out and get some candy tomorrow evening. It's going to be cold, though going to be, uh, I, you know, that the Halloween look with the coat on top of the yeah. costume, never good. Nah. Never a good look. <laughs> no, we're going to need it. Practical, but not a good look. Well, currently it is still a very chilly 35 degrees at Our Lady of Lords Catholic Church in Vancouver. And it's a balmy 36 <laughs> at Prince of Peace Parish in Salem. And I'm back with John Martinoni. His new book is titled A Blue Collar Answer to Protestantism, Catholic Questions Protestant Can't Answer. It's out by Sophia Institute Press. John is joining me today because we're talking about how defending our faith just requires a little common sense and some simple logic. There's so much more I want to find out about it. And John, thank you so much for staying with me today. Here's a question, though, let me ask you, because, I mean, it's uh, the end of October. People might be getting together pretty soon for the holidays. Maybe some difficult subjects come up at the dinner table that you may or may not want to engage into. How do you kind of test the waters as far as having a conversation with somebody as to whether or not you're ready to, you know, to pull out your, your Catholic answers and to defend the faith? and still offer it in a way that is, come and see. There's well, more to what I have to say. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, and that's, you're right, absolutely. Thanksgiving and Christmas, I get emails all the time. Uh, my, my fundamentalist brother-in-law's at Thanksgiving, and he's telling us Catholics we're not saved, and we worship Mary and all that stuff. Number one, I say, don't, don't be looking to pounce. Just pray to God for an opportunity. 
that God will open a door. So I always tell people, if someone questions your faith or even attacks your faith, it should not bother you. You should get a big smile on your face because God has just opened a door for you to share the truth with someone. And even if they ask you a question you don't know, well, my first book, Blue Collar Apologetics, one of the strategies was the ignorant Catholic strategy. If you're asked a question you don't know, guess what? You don't fake it. You don't try to wing it. You don't give a you know, half-cocked answer. You say, I don't know, but I will find out and get back to you. And then you can go on with your meal. You know? And if they try to keep it, say, look, I told you I don't know. I'll get the answer to a question, and I'll get back to you. Now, pass the turkey. You know? So there, there's that. Or another strategy that I use, that I tell people to use, is make it a discussion between your, your fundamentalist brother-in-law and me, not you. You become a spectator, and the way you do that is by saying, like taking this book. You can take this book this, that I've just came out with all these 30 questions that Protestants can't answer, and you say, hey, I got this book, and I was reading it, and in the book it says there are these 30 questions Protestants can't answer, and I would really, really be interested in your opinion on these questions. Would you mind reading it and letting me know what you think of these questions? And then just hand them the book. Oh, and they might, just re- they might just read one or two chapters. Or they might think, well, yeah, well, I, okay, I didn't do so well on that one. I'm going to get the next one, though. And they might read the whole thing. You never know. But even if they just read one or two chapters seeds have been planted. You've got them to read Catholic material that otherwise they never would have. And now, now when they ask you a question in the future, you can say, did you read that book? And if they say no, then you say, then this conversation is over. Mm. Read the book, then we can talk. And, and, and tell them, say, I really want to know your opinion. And you should really want to know their opinion. When you ask somebody their opinion, people love giving their opinions, you know, especially a Protestant loves giving their opinion to a Catholic. So get the book, get two copies of it, one for your fundamentalist brother-in-law or evangelical uh, sister who's left the Catholic faith. And, and all you got to do is say, I want to know your opinion. Could you read this and let me know what you think? Oh, I think that is absolutely perfect. And, you know, even within my own family, my now son-in-law who converted to Catholicism, when he started dating my daughter, the first thing he learned was Catholics don't worship Mary. And those are just some incredible questions that you have to be ready to have the answer for. And those questions and answers you can find in John's book, A Blue Collar Answer to Protestantism. It is available at Sophia Institute Press. And John, before we go, you also have a great website where there's a ton of information, too. Tell us about your website. It's BibleChristianSociety.com. BibleChristianSociety.com. All sorts of free materials. I've got 28, 29 audio talks that you can listen to right there on the website for free, or you can down their MP3 downloads. You can download them on whatever device you have for free. Uh, or if you still have a CD player in your car and want to get CDs, you can order the CD versions, and those are free. I've got all sorts of written materials on apologetics. The one thing I always ask people to do if they really want to, to get into apologetics and learning how to defend their faith, sign up for my e-newsletter called Apologetics for the Masses, 
Uh, it's got, uh, I think I'm up, Brenda, and it's mind-boggling to me, I'm up close to 70,000 subscribers now. Wow. And, and it's just, all it is is my conversations with Baptist ministers, with various Protestant apologists, or asking, uh, answering questions that Catholics send in saying, hey, I was asked this question, how do I answer it? So all of that is that in that newsletter, and the newsletter is free as well, and all the past copies of the newsletter are posted there. I'm up to 460 or 70 or so. So all this written and audio material that's absolutely free there on the website, BibleChristianSociety.com. Oh, this is fabulous. In fact, I'm just going through the list of of all of the different little uh, audios that you have here. This is fantastic. Was the prodigal son saved before he left? Oh, gosh. I struggle with that one because I know there are days where I'm the prodigal son, and I'm pretty sure there are many days where I'm also the son that stayed and said, Lord, why are you doing this party for him? What about me? I've been here along. So uh, these are fantastic. Well, John, I appreciate your time. Thank you so very much for joining us today. And a fantastic book. Great, great job and real easy to read. I appreciate that Thank so you, much. Thank you, Brenda. I appreciate you having me on so much. God bless you. God bless you, too. And again, that is John Martinoni, the name of his book, A Blue-Collar Answer to Protestantism, Catholic Questions Protestant Can't Answer. It's out by Sophia Institute Press. And I'm going to put a link on the podcast of this interview that'll get you right to Sophia Institute Press. You can get a book for yourself. And also I'll add a link to John's website, BibleChristianSociety.com. And you're going to find those links at MaterDayRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. 851 at Mater Day Radio with Pat and Brenda. And you know what, Brenda? Next Tuesday, I have got a meeting at the Grotto planning festival of lights now they're already getting all the lights set up and everything so i can't wait but we're going to be doing a lot we're going to be giving away tickets we're every day we're going to talk about all the choirs and all the different things going on at the festival of lights and the best way to keep track of all that the hail mary media app will have a special grotto section there so you can keep up with all the fun and we're even going to have a, a few evenings out there for Mater Day radio listeners the grotto festival of light starts right after thanksgiving but tickets are already on sale right now you can get all those details at the grotto.org or materdayradio.com Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Blessings to you all. This is Bishop Peter Smith. Please join me in these prayers of Eucharistic revival from Our Lady of Fatima. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Most Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I adore you profoundly. I offer you the most precious body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, present in all the tabernacles of the world in reparation for the outrages, sacrileges, and indifference by which he is offended. And through the infinite merits of the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I beg of you the conversion of sinners. Amen. My God, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love you. 
I beg pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not hope, and do not love you. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the Church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the first Saturday devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun. Two times the fun. On Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 854 Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Beautiful Monday shaping up. High this afternoon near 58. Sunny skies, clear tonight, low 40. Could see rain by Wednesday, so take full advantage of the sunshine. Right now we're warming up, Brenda. It's 40 here in the Rose City. All right. Very nice. And closing out our show today here is PJ Anderson. Your faith is amazing. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found Was blind, but now I see T'was grace that taught my heart to free And grace my feet freely How precious did that grace appear The hour I first Your grace is amazing Your grace is amazing And it is the one thing that truly sets me free Your grace is amazing Your grace is amazing. 
Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. That is PJ Anderson, and your grace is amazing. Pat and Brenda, I'm proud of you, Brenda. What's that? Got through the morning without crying. Oh, we certainly <laughs> did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a tough one. I know. I And I said this on Friday. I said it'll be a little bit tough, a little bit sad coming in with David, knowing that, well, this isn't just a vacation. He's not coming in anymore. Yeah, I hope he slept in today. Oh, I'm sure he did. He better have. I, I didn't know. 4.30 is awful early, Brent. How do you do it? Oh, man. <laughs> that is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend. Have a very blessed day.